0: On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate the frozen ponds. We live the game.
1: Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance... Is
2: 18,815, our 27th consecutive sellout. Wildwood with the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. That Dumba off the bench. get In front. And Douglas has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Hunt comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota.
0: Fiala puts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, uh, presented by 10,000 Takes. I am Dev, your, uh, and, your co-host.
2: And I am Zooch,
0: your other co-host. This is uh, going to be one hell of a ride. We have reborn uh, the Wild Takes Podcast like a phoenix from the ashes. And going forward, this is what you can expect, is uh, uh, Zuch and myself talking about the wild, giving our wild takes, Maybe have a couple of guests on, maybe we'll play some games, we'll do some trivia, throw out some prizes, who the fuck knows. All that we can tell you is that uh, it is going to be one hell of a ride and you are going to love what you hear because we're going to line up the best guests uh, from the wild, wild and the greater hockey world just as a whole.
2: On this week's episode of Wild Takes, we had a very special guest, Dom from The Athletic, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because you will see it was a butcher fest. Uh, We're going to have a nice interview with him. He's going to tell us why he's the number one Wild fan. And at the end, we're going to give you our own Wild Takes. So hope you guys enjoy this episode.
0: We now welcome on to the Wild Takes podcast, a hockey analytics writer from The Athletic, a lover of Taylor Swift, one of the sharpest NHL gamblers in the world, a hater of podcasts in general, and the number one Minnesota Wild superfan, Dom Leshushin, I think, maybe. It's- Holy shit, that was bad. <laughs> 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 Terrific. Awesome. Uh, so Dom, welcome to the show. First question, how the hell do we pronounce your last name? Because obviously I can't fucking do it.
1: Uh, I believe your co-host has not tried. Okay, Zooch, go ahead. Leshushkin? Mm-hmm. Somehow worse somehow God damn it or, man how the fuck did i
2: do worse than that
1: well it's so, for some reason you looked at my last name which is right in front of you on zoom and you're like there's a k in there somewhere i think
2: yeah that was bad that, 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 that was
1: bad you're you're not wrong <laughs> it's uh it's loose chishin'. um neither of you were close but you yeah. gave it a solid try um for those listening at home um they asked me beforehand how to pronounce it and i said no we're gonna see your honest attempt and that was it and you got it and it was bad. But it was, was awful. Yeah, failed. Failed. Uh, that
0: was bad. Uh, miserably. Say, fucking miserably. <laughs> Very miserably there. Um. Anyway, Dom. Well, uh, thank you for coming on. And now we know. Uh, now we know how to actually pronounce your last name. So that's exciting going forward. <laughs> It'll be great because then you know I feel like everybody on everybody in the Twitter sphere sees sees the name, and if they can't. They can't pronounce it. They're just like, all right, let's let's take a quick pause, and we're just going to call him Dom from the Athletic or uh number one. Yeah, that's what Wild I fan Dom. Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, would you say that those are two pretty fair representations of you? Those are my two most common Twitter names, so um <laughs> those are, I think, the most fair things. I think one day I'll put my phonetic pronunciation as my Twitter name just to get people to understand. But I've done that before, and people still got it wrong so i think it's funnier this way that's fair it is it's definitely Have it like funnier. a little
2: mystery let, let, let the people try to pronounce it and fail miserably like myself and dev
0: yeah i always feel bad uh whenever i fuck up somebody's name because my name is devon um obviously i just go by dev but um it's spelled d-e-v-o-n so everybody always assumes devon so like because i've always heard mine spelled wrong i always try and make a point of saying it Somebody else's name, right? And
1: uh, yeah, I'm just I'm sorry that I failed you so miserably, dumb. Uh, everyone does, which is why I I don't take it personally. <laughs> um, when you see my name and you see one vowel and sometimes Y twice, uh, it definitely throws you for a loop. Um, I think the first time I heard Devon Taves pronounced Devon, I'm like, no, Devin. <laughs> Devin.
2: So yeah, well,
1: yeah, he's got
0: the he's got the reverse of me for sure. Um, Well, so for, for those who are listening and, and, uh, presumably everybody has no idea how often and frequently I DM Dom just really stupid shit. Um, a long time ago, he, uh, he posted a thing about how he was going to hide song, uh, song titles and album titles in a series of, uh, preview posts. So that was when our, uh, our relationship started. I started just DMing him like, Hey, is it this, is it this? And he was like, no, you're really stupid. You're really bad at this. You should probably stop. And um, I did not. Uh, And then eventually I asked him to come on the podcast and he said, I don't care for podcasts, but um, maybe if the wild uh, do something crazy and I'm in kind of a fuck it mood, you can, uh, you can try and we'll see what happens. Well, Last night, the uh, the Wild completed their, I think, third straight uh, multi-goal deficit uh, comeback win uh, with one of the, I, I mean, I would say one of the best games in the NHL of the season. Uh, so we shot our shot, and here's Dom after coming off of a, a wild 6-5 crazy uh, comeback win over the Vegas Golden Knights. So, Dom, uh, I, I, I got to ask, you know, you, what are your thoughts on that game and you know i know obviously you want a good bit of money on it but i'm curious what your thoughts are else uh
1: it was exciting from what i watched uh i'm not gonna lie i switched to other games at certain points because i thought i was bad luck and i do that a fair bit um when the wild were i think up one nothing i was start from the beginning they were up one nothing and then they squandered that went down to one i put on uh my wild jersey, which I got uh, over the last month, and they have never lost while I've worn the jersey, and it's been really good luck. And I thought it would turn it around, but they tied it, and it was down three-two. I'm like, "Okay, I can't, I can't watch this." Um, I turned it back on four-two. I'm like, "I really can't watch this." And then they were, they made it five-four, and I'm like, "Fuck, I have to watch this." So yeah. I watched the end, and. They somehow pulled off the tie and then they somehow inexplicably pulled off the win, um, which is just insane to do it before overtime because it meant Vegas didn't get two points and it meant Colorado suddenly became more likely to be the first seed. And anyone who's watched Colorado and Vegas play Minnesota this year, you know which team you want. And that's not Colorado. No, definitely
2: not. We definitely want Vegas. We played them well in the entirety of their franchise. While well, they've been beating up on everyone else, the Wild typically play them pretty tough. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's definitely the team I want in the first round.
0: Get Colorado the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with, with, uh, with Zuch on that one. Is it, I'm as big of an Avs fan as I'll ever be for the next uh, week and a half, two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Hoping, hoping they win every single game that they can because uh, I would love to not play them or frankly the blues in the first round
2: yeah no, the blues are a, are a weird matchup for the wild like even though we've played them tough forced overtime a few times they still just seem to have our number for some reason
0: i mean i'm still who's on
2: by... a bad team no I mean, they're, they're really a team. not a bad team i'm still haunted so. by 2017
1: that was so oh <laughs> god dude i don't even bring that up i so much man in the wild that uh series and it was so frustrating to watch jake allen of, yep. all of yeah oh just fuck their shit up yeah it was no.
0: ridiculous dude there was uh I, th- I can't remember which game it was but it was one of the earlier games where the wild probably peppered i think jake allen had almost 60 saves it was game one game one
2: we scored with under a minute left and then i was like okay now the floodgates will open we'll we'll win this game we (laughs) still peppered them and they i think they had like two chances in ot and they scored on the second one i was like are you you kidding me dude and i was like oh typical minnesota here we go just typical
1: i was probably the best minnesota wild team until maybe this one the one that we're seeing right now that is somehow, some way, the Minnesota Wild are one of the most exciting teams in hockey. And I want to say that I willed that into existence. Um and I, I mean will, I I I think I deserve a lot of credit for I think for, Yeah, I'd
0: agree with hockey. that actually. I think uh I think we can probably pretty evenly split the credit yeah. 50-50 or maybe maybe fifty-one forty-nine in favor of you <laughs> versus uh you know our our beloved rookie Kirill Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. I think between between you two, I would say uh dual handedly are responsible for
1: the wild success this season mm-hmm. yep. someone has to deliver the hype and someone mm-hmm. has to hype that person up so yep. Kaprizov is doing this thing being unreal every night and I'm just the messenger saying holy shit Kaprizov <laughs> is doing Kaprizov things again and people are tuning in it's kind of crazy how this all started where I had this really big bet in the wild to start the season, but they were playing the Kings. And in my mind, in anyone's mind, who would want to watch that game? <laughs> who would want to watch a game between the wild and the Kings? And so I tweeted that no amount of money can make me watch that game. And eventually, because it was like one of the final last games on, I turned it on and they were down three, one, and they came back and won and it was the first taste of Soft magic. And it was so exciting because I had so much money on it. And then the Wilds tweeted some of us, some of you owe us apologies for the way you tweeted tonight. And I apologize. <laughs> and that started our beautiful friendship. Yeah, no. And, and it, it really has been
0: a, a beautiful friendship. Um, so sp- I, I, some other, there are some other wild fans who, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I know that you, you specifically have, uh, gotten into uh, spats with mainly the okay. the evolving wild twins. Um, it's one of those things where we see, you know, we see your guys beefs on, on Twitter and, and I guess, can you tell us a little bit more about what, what that, that rivalry is like for who really is the, the number one fan? You know,
1: we, we obviously know what the answer is, but. Uh, I would say that there's two ways to put it. Um, there's the rivalry where, Usually both parties get shots in sort of like the classic Bruins and Habs rivalry in hockey. Um, and then you have a hierarchy where one team always wins. Um, and that's sort of the wild and Vegas nights right now um, where the wild always seem to win. And I would characterize mean evolving hockey right now as a hierarchy. Um, they always take an L when it comes to me dunking on them I don't know how or why but they just leave themselves so susceptible to getting dunked on and I take every opportunity because it's really funny and I have done that before but I think with the newfound Minnesota Wild Fandom this year um it went to a new level because that was always their thing and it became really funny to me to take that thing away from them and <laughs> make myself out to be the number one Minnesota wild fan and really be obnoxious about it and get the team Twitter account against them and on my side. And it was just Man, a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I, I love those guys. Obviously everything is in good fun. It's a joke. I would not be doing what I'm doing without them because their website is so valuable. I talk to them pretty frequently we bounce ideas off each other um i respect them a lot but there's no respect when it comes to twitter dunking you just gotta you just gotta get the dunks off
2: <laughs> at the end of the day you just gotta poster them a few times right
1: yeah just show them who's boss The hierarchy <laughs> uh, lies yep exactly
2: you guys are it. two i'm one you know you can't you can't let them uh, get big heads
0: <laughs> i mean i don't think i could have put it any better myself Uh, You got to take your shots when you can. And um, I mean, speaking of taking shots, uh, I'm I'm sure by now everybody's seen uh, the Rangers taking shots at uh, George Peros after the DPOS is just kind of, for lack of a better word, pathetic attempt at disciplining Tom Wilson yet again. I mean, it's, wow. I mean are, we're I mean we all know that we're about to see a world where the rangers are fined more for saying that the department of player safety yep. did a worse job <laughs> uh did a bad job than the NHL did find Tom Wilson like we all know that that's coming um like what what is going to like what are the next steps though because I can't think of any I can't think of a time in pro sports when a, a team has outright and brazenly and openly called for somebody in the league office's job like this before.
1: Yeah, it is crazy. And the Rangers are absolutely right because George Peros is a clown. Every decision he makes is terrible. And almost objectively so it's the coward's way out. And it's what you can expect from someone who shaped his entire career, being on the side of guys who get disciplined and being a fighter and being a bit of a goon. And he went to an Ivy league school and a lot of people had respect for that. When he first got the job that he's one of the good ones, he's one of the more educated ones. And he has not shown that in any capacity whatsoever while on the job. And it's crazy that it's taken this long for him to be called out, but I respected what the Rangers did so much. I, often think that if I was a player or coach I would let my mouth run I would I would bring cash to interviews just put on the table and say what I want just like a big old power move and say I know about to get fined here's the money right here um sorry to my wife and children that I would probably have at this time because I was old and rich and whatever and I would say sorry that we're not building a pool this year but I need to talk my shit right now the reffing today was hot dog doo-doo. And maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i saying that because it's easier right now as a person not in that situation. And obviously, there may be repercussions for the Rangers where they don't get the calls that they should get because they took a stand. But I think it was very brave and courageous that they did that and they were right to do it. No, I, I agree completely. Obviously, we've got...
0: Uh... Game two of the the mini series, which, you know, as a separate note, the the two game, three game mini series throughout the season is something I've actually really liked about this condensed Mm -hmm. schedule um, because it's going to allow for situations like this, where uh, game one left kind of a sour taste in everybody's mouth. um, And then, you know, with the off ice drama between the end of game one of the Caps Rangers game and uh, tomorrow's puck drop, um, I mean, what are the chances that Tom Wilson gets actually murdered on the ice tomorrow? Cause that's going to be, I mean, that game is going to be on national TV. Uh, we keep seeing, we keep seeing the conspiracy theory that maybe the NHL did this intentionally to draw in ratings mm-hmm. because I think everybody's going to turn that game on and say, you know, you know, what's the over under on Tom Wilson before he gets like maybe
1: shot Um <laughs> I like maybe, and <laughs> I'm not sure who the Rangers have that can tilt with Tom Wilson, but I, you mm-hmm. like know, I'd be more worried about the non Tom Wilson players when Tom yeah. isn't mm-hmm. on the ice because they, Tom Wilson took out Panarin for the season and mm-hmm. there's retribution. It might be the other way towards maybe someone Tom Wilson isn't on the ice against to protect. And that will be the biggest worry for me. And I think that is why what the league did in be giving out a cowardly fine is bad for the sport because you can have these legitimate conversations right now where retribution and vengeance is a genuine concern.
2: I just don't get how they watch this guy over and over and over and over again just do this shit and they're like, oh, all right. We'll find him. This will stop him this time. If we find him, a couple thousand dollars, it'll stop him. Yeah, like, dude, five. what is five thousand dollars to Tom? What, like, what is that? <laughs> he's just gonna look at that and be like, "All right, pay that off. Uh, do this shit again the next night."
1: I mean, I think I, yeah, I, 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 I would
2: not doubt if he does some shit tomorrow night where he goes after another. You're like, dude, this guy is a fucking a psychopath out there. He's it's crazy, clown. dude. He literally he fucking slammed his face into the ice twice with all his. Yeah, yeah, that guy really pisses me
0: off. Really fucking grinds my gears
2: no i didn't allow we, him to do this
0: yeah <laughs> i mean we saw it over and over yeah we saw i mean we saw that you know he he's making what five something million dollars a year so like i think somebody somebody did the math and like the average uh i think it was like the average salary at the athletic is it's the equivalent of being fined like 60 bucks <laughs> so like yeah dom like if 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 the athletic said hey um you know, we we didn't really care for your use of the word "dog doo doo" on the uh, the Wild Takes podcast. Uh, we're gonna fine you sixty dollars. Is that really gonna stop you from uh, doing it again if you so choose? If you, that's what if that's how you're feeling in the moment? Obviously, economies of scale and everything.
1: But, uh, no, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Michael, <laughs> like, oh, that only costs sixty dollars. That's cool. I'll gladly. I've said worse things than doo <laughs> doo. Uh, <laughs> I think on on one podcast I said fuck the blues and I had someone over and they're like, Are you in trouble for that? I'm like, uh, probably not, but we'll see. And I did not get in trouble. So
0: no, and that's really fucked fa- the blues. Yeah, yeah. that's one because of my favorite it's, it's, it's things truth. about yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the athletic is the fact that it they allow you guys to just like be you guys. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously a different different uh moving a little bit away from hockey but the the timberwolves writer um john krasinski um a fellow uh super polish name he uh he not the actor i'm sure you is what your first thought was but uh (laughs) the uh he 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 tweeted out during one of the most pathetic runs in his franchise basically like this team is really fucking pathetic and everybody was just kind of like oh shit is john about to get in trouble and nothing happened he was just kind of like yeah no i have the best job ever i can just call like i see it and it's great so that i mean that's one of the f- best things about the athletic in my opinion
1: it is that def-
0: statement I- is also true
1: um i know like a lot other places might not have the same freedom and i i don't know i usually just do say what i want i haven't faced any repercussions yet but in terms of the blues like that's purely a money-making betting thing where they are the opposite of the Minnesota Wild for me, where they just never come through. And so I feel like in that context, I am allowed to hate them. I would agree. Yeah. I think everybody knows that once you
0: lose a certain number of units that that team uh, betting on a team, that team is just permanently dead to you. Yep. Yeah. I think we've uh, all, we've all been sure. there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of gambling uh, before the season, I placed a nice healthy wager Uh, on Kaprizov to win the Calder Uh, he was like plus 650 at the time and everybody kind of assumed that it would be either Alexi Lafoyne or um, honestly he was he was a minus favorite at the time so I can't uh, I guess maybe Tim Stutzle was the was the other one Um, I mean what are your thoughts on Dom just from like analytically speaking or from just everything that you've seen Uh, Obviously, Wild fans have been dealing with uh, the stars hyping up, you know, Jason Robertson, who's doing very well. Uh, But I'm I'm curious to get what your thoughts are on, you know, how, what the, basically tell us it's going to be okay and that Kaprizov's going to win this and that there's no way that, uh, that Robertson's actually
1: going to win this thing. I mean, there's always a way, but Kaprizov feels like such a safe bet. Um, that I think it'll be really hard for Robertson to win. He's certainly put himself in the conversation, but with just how game-breaking Caprizova is, how exciting he is, how he's elevated the franchise, really, from this boring team to one of the most exciting in the league is, I think, important to his Calder case. And I think, analytically, he has so far brought more value than Robertson because he has generated more offense and he's drawing more power plays than Robertson is, though Robertson's a little better at five on five. But I think you still have to give the edge to Kaprizov, and I don't think that's going to change over the final week. Okay, cool. I feel better now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Dom, I've got to say, we really appreciate your time. I, I know how much you hate podcasts, and just uh, from what I understand, it's just they're the everything about them. Um, yeah. what I how how did that get started just to get a little meta for a second
1: um it starts because I don't listen to them so I would rather listen to music and I just personally don't understand the appeal of podcasts like that's how it started I've come to understand different people like different things and they like learning and hearing their favorite people talk about random nothingness and I prefer to listen to sounds of music and things like that Uh, and then once I became a more prominent person in hockey journalism I would just get a lot of requests for podcasts and I would do most of them and some of them went better than others and I realized I was just way too available with my time. And I didn't want to be that way anymore because there were so many requests. So I just limited to people I knew and that system has worked out okay for me. I have fun on the podcast. I do agree to go on and the vibes were good in uh, in our DMS that I felt like this would be a good one. I, I think we got there. I think we got to a a good podcast here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. I'm very glad to hear that. Just selfishly speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, Hey, I, I know that, uh, you've got a lot going on. And so we, we very much appreciate, appreciate your time. Uh, Dom, last question for you. Um, obviously the name of the podcast is the wild takes podcast. So do you have any wild takes and you can take that to be takes about the wild or just takes of yours that are just more than hot. They're wild. However you want
1: to interpret that question. Uh, I'll just do one about the wild because I feel a little on the spot and I can't really think of anything else. Um, <laughs> but if the wild play the golden Knights in round one, the wild are going to round two. That is my wild take yeah. for the end of this podcast. Love it. Let's will it into existence, everybody. I yeah. hope so. He, he spoke a lot
0: of things into existence this year. So let's hope that's uh that's true. The next one. So Dom, what we need then is uh, as we get closer and closer to, uh, to round one of the playoffs starting, Um, we're just going to need you to keep doing what you've been doing all season and, Mm -hmm. uh, build up the hype and then let, uh, let your counterpart on the team, Kuroka Prizov,
1: uh, finish and bring the hype. Sounds good. I'm, I'm going to keep betting on the wild as long as the prices remain good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dom. We,
0: uh, really appreciate it. It was great. Uh, great having you on and great to, uh, have you listen to us talk like idiots for 20, 30 minutes. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, Dom. All right, so big thanks to Dom for uh, giving us a little bit of time. Turns out, uh, if you just bother somebody in their DMs enough, you will eventually wear them down, and they will come on your podcast. Uh, Please do not be creepy and treat everybody with respect. Um, Now we've gotten to the part of the show where we're each going to give our wild take of the week. And uh, Zuch, why why don't you give us a start? All right, I'm
2: gonna start out with a hot one. I personally believe this wild team is the best team in franchise history for a couple of reasons. There's no quit in this team. The games they're supposed to win, they win, and there hasn't been that letdown. I know it's a shortened season, but there hasn't been that midseason letdown where they lose five in a row and they look like they just don't belong in the playoffs. This is a team that looks like it belongs. And uh, my third reason, if that is the third, I don't know. Who cares? The third reason is if you look at the standings, uh, league standings, if it was a regular season, the wild would be third place in the Western conference battling, you know, for a Western conference crown. So I guess we'll have to wait and see for the playoffs to roll around. But for my money, this is the best team the wild have ever had.
0: No, I dig it. And I mean, I think you brought up a good point too. Like even I would say like there, there've been some like disappointing spats through uh, mm-hmm. throughout the year, um, the first couple of games against the the abs after that uh, after yep. they came back from their covid outbreak where we just got our doors blown off, uh, that horrible horrible blues game <laughs> on um, my birthday nonetheless oh um, Jesus. happy birthday to all you, fired man. up dude
2: yeah
0: <laughs> that, that was fun um, but yeah I mean I think you're right though like even the worst parts of this season have have only really taken a couple of you know couple a couple days. of games a couple days and a day <laughs> i don't think we i don't think we've had two bad weeks in a row this whole season yeah. and um god do i fucking hope that that is not a sign of things to come mm-hmm. like uh you know oh well you know you haven't had two bad weeks in a row yet because you're saving <laughs> them for the playoffs yep. and I have no idea what to expect but uh I I'm not I'm gonna, gonna, gonna say enjoy the I, ride I don't disagree Um, I think ultimately how this team is going to finish up is going to determine whether or not they're really the the best, uh, best team in franchise history. All right. So my wild take is that the wild should do everything that they possibly can to protect Dumba in the expansion draft. Um, Obviously you don't want to give up any assets. We've been burned on that before. Uh, with the whole Vegas, Alex Tuck, Eric Hala, all of that. We don't need to relive that. Um, however, ever since Jonas Burdine, like, figured out how to play offense, him and Matt Dumba have all of a sudden become maybe the most fun defensive pairing that the Wild have ever had. And we have a true shutdown pairing with the uh, the Suter-Spurgeon pairing. And, uh, you know, it sounds like if, if we can figure out a way to protect Dumba – Um it sounds like Ron Francis really likes Carson Susie. So maybe maybe Susie's the one that gets uh gets snatched. Obviously, losing Talbot would be brutal too. But um if we can figure out a way for them to uh to get to 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 take Susie over over Dumber or Talbot, that's obviously that's a best case scenario. That's not a particularly hot take, but I do think that the Wild should do everything short of attaching a prospect um to making sure that the uh, Seattle Kraken do not take uh, Matt Duba.
2: Yeah, we don't want another Alex Tuck situation because he would look very good on a line with uh, either Greenway Eck. Imagine Tuck Greenway Eck or Polino Eck, and yeah, I mean that's sad watching him develop into the player. Tuck is, I is mean, so we fast. Do have prospect, yeah, I mean Tuck is so fast. A good player.
0: That, yeah, he, he's so freaking fast that like I I mean. I would love to see him on a line with like Sturm yeah. and, uh, and then, yeah, I guess you put Greenway on the other wing. Um, Greenway, Greenway got sneaky speed too. Cause yeah, Greenway has got such a long stride that he can get up and down the ice pretty quick, but he's, he, he, you can have Greenway crash the net and uh, you can have Sturm, you know, take a draw tuck tuck can take draws i know he he can he's not necessarily the greatest at it but he can um and uh and yeah i think that's i mean i think no matter what you do then you you got to protect dumba for a myriad of reasons the the if if you protect dumba i think that that keeps your your second your top four intact it keeps caprice off uh invested in the, the locker room obviously he's a professional he'll if Duma does get snatched up he'll figure it out yeah. but they have such a natural chemistry um that it would suck to tear that apart just as Kaprizov yeah. is starting to get comfortable here in the uh here in the states and I think last but not least um you know you you have not one but two offensive defensemen all of a sudden and yep. and that's going to allow you especially with the you know, whoever, if they do take a defenseman, we're just going to replace them with either Kalen Addison or Brendan Manel. Yep. and whenever that happens, bed. yep. We're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. We're fine. Um, Kalen Addison's very good. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's very good. He's going to be a star for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's my wild take and that will do it for this week's episode of the wild takes podcast. Uh, I am of course your host, Dev. That is uh, that's Zooch. And yep. uh, Make sure that you follow ten thousand takes on any and all platforms, and give this uh, podcast a follow, a like, subscribe wherever you're, wherever you're listening to. Do whatever you can to help us uh, spread the word. It's 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 good for us. It makes us look good to uh, the rest of the ten K crew, and and uh, allows us to keep getting some uh, some bigger guests and have some more entertaining conversations. Zuch, any last right. words? Where can they find you, Zuch?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I believe it's 10k zooch or zooch10k, one of the two. I mean, just put a 10k in there, look up zooch, you'll find me. It's not hard to find,
0: yeah, or just but go yeah. into uh, uh, Mackey's uh, Phil Mackey's mentions, You're, yeah, sure you'll, find I mean, there. Shit.
2: You'll, you'll find me a few times in there. He's tried to dunk on me a few times, attempted, didn't really work out for him. Kind of met him at the rim with that, but. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a that's a story for another time. We will see yep. you. We'll see you next week and every week uh, thereafter for the uh, the rest of this season. Uh, have fun, Butte, and uh, stay wild. Have a great night, everybody.
2: Casca hold his ground. Fiala
0: fires. Save, rebound. the score. The thrill does it again, and we're even five five.
2: Greenway back of the net. Tried to center. Greenway again,
0: and Polino had left the slot. Rodina shot. He scores! Unbelievable! It's 6-5 Minnesota. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes.